Welcome to the Privacy Cast, the Data Privacy Podcast. You are listening to Season One, and Season One is all about technology in data privacy. This is our seventh session, and our focus today is Middle East. We will talk about data privacy laws in the Middle East and how they compare with GDPR, PDPB, and the US laws. I'm your host Akarsh Singh. I'm a founder of Saro, a data privacy consulting company, and today we have with us Rakesh Chha. CEO of Privacy Virtue So Global a boutique privacy consulting firm he is a fellow in information privacy and is an expert in HIPAA PIPEDA US GAAP UK DPA EU GDPR and Qatar law in privacy his major work involves being a privacy and trust engineer for developing and managing organization wide policies standards and processes he has instrumental experience in the operation of data govern data governance and information security departments of international organizations like ncr wipro hp at&t and metlife as a technical consultant today our topic is data privacy in the middle east over to you ricky for a small for a short introduction hey, thanks akash thanks for having me you know i think uh, this is uh, this is really uh, so nice of you that you considered me and it, these are exciting times and especially uh, discussions like this really helps uh, to cascade the relevance of privacy in the society and i'm really excited to you know to to be here a part of this journey uh, i think you know you you did fantastic and i think you 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 were very you know uh, very uh, i think elaborate in describing me and then thank you for a, a very detailed introduction about me but uh, the way i look at myself is uh, i'm i'm a student of privacy and i'm still learning and trying to uh, make sense out of privacy in, as we as we evolve and as we work in the privacy space uh, yes we do a lot of work uh, in the space of uh, data privacy and protection especially in the geographies of uh, mena region middle east and north africa and and uh, more recently we have started uh, shifting our focus to india with with the, with the upcoming bill Uh, in, in in getting more gravity in rolling stone discussions and in different forums but yes uh, um, i think uh, majority of our work really evolves and, and revolves around the uh, middle east as a market specifically where you know we 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 work with most of the regulators in middle east we do work with a lot of local players a lot of system integrators and and the idea is that to provide them with a end to end privacy business Uh, so we have we uh, i have a company called privacy virtues in india which is especially you know especially targeting uh, the market of india uh, like so japan and japan sri lanka and other region but we do have another company called prikaris uh, ventures you know which is which is targeted more specifically towards the middle eastern market uh, i think um, i hope i hope i answered uh, it was it was introduction yep. <laughs> great great to have you ricky on the show and i think uh, yeah, i i've missed missed the must one line in the introduction Uh, that uh, thanks a lot for helping me in my journey as well when i was learning and i i used to come back to you on linkedin and whatsapp so how what is what should i do next how should i take fip so thanks for that as well uh, oh sure have- sure no i think i i will i will charge you money you know after 50 years probably <laughs> yeah but i think you know, let's let's keep it going uh, anytime most welcome and i think i really really like as i mentioned you know i think uh, and i certainly look up to you i think you're doing a fantastic job uh, privacy is a is a new science which has evolved it has a lot of interpretation issues a lot of myth around privacy in the market so it's people like us you know who will really you know really try to improve the posture of privacy not into into only in the corporate but uh, in general in society so i think uh, yes definitely what so i we always start our podcast with one important question 
So what is data privacy to you as a person? Uh, honestly, uh, I think you know, it, it may sound very bookish because uh, as you are aware that we do a lot of workshops and, and we try to define privacy in, in different way. And uh, I think God has been kind to me that uh, in, in past few years, you know, I have been uh, responsible to also curate a lot of content in privacy. I mean, both with IAPP, a lot of other universities, a lot of other regulators. And, and one of the things which, which everyone try to uh, do or you know deal with uh, is that they try to define privacy. Now we all know that there are two standard way of defining privacy. One of um, the easiest way is that privacy is a state of mind, right? And the other way to define privacy is that you know it's right to be left alone, right? But what a lot of people really miss in that those two definitions is that they do they both of them they talk on the extreme side, right? One is very subjective, and one is very objective, right? So when I say privacy is a state of mind. Uh, it, it, it is very subjective. Uh, we really don't know that you know what is what is your state of mind. So if we have let's say a thousand people in in, in the entire universe or known universe, right? So we have thousand kinds of state of mind. That means that we have thousand definition of you know privacy. So the way at least the way I see privacy is uh, that it is nothing but an extension of uh, requirements or or needs uh, in the market in the society when data you know was treated like a commodity right uh, at some point of time in society you know industries corporates large organizations they started dealing with a lot of data and and someone someone probably you know came up with this innovative idea and they started treating data like commodity right and that's where these funny definitions like data is oil and all those things and they started accumulating uh, in, in the society but when essentially when data became a commodity uh, the privacy really came into the market. So for me, I don't have any emotional attachment to privacy. I don't have any, uh, you know, uh, I would say uh, any any uh, state of mind uh, oriented definition for privacy. But I do feel that yes, uh, the way you know when when automobile came into existence and you know, when car safety really popped in, right? Uh, car safety really popped in when automobile you know gained a lot of speed. They they, they you know attained a lot of technological advancement. And that's where people thought, like, hey, you know what? You know, now we have car which can run on you know certain speed, and then people can die, you know, and there's a liability attached to it. So we should talk about car safety, and we should talk about car safety compliance, right? I think similarly, uh, in, in the speed of technological advancement or in, in or industrial revolution 4.0, uh, when data became a commodity, the byproduct or the by the, the need uh, of a byproduct was was privacy. So for me. Uh, today it's privacy. Maybe God knows tomorrow, you know, it will, it will change something uh, to to something else, right? And that that's where we we always try to say that uh, we we sort of look into future. And for me, uh, we don't talk about privacy. We don't we we, we are not uh, calling ourselves a privacy company. We are calling ourselves as a trust engineering company because somewhere in in the bigger picture of trust, privacy will be a cog in the wheel, right? Uh, so. I think right. that, that's what you're trying to do. So for for us, uh, privacy is 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 a, is a component of larger trust ecosystem. Yep. I think uh, I think well well articulated when we have compared it with the uh, with the car car safety. So I also wanted to ask you one more thing. There is uh, do you so when uh, when the cars became so when the, when we had so many cars, we need we needed car security, right? We needed that ergonomics. So, right. so we reach we reach to that we reach to that place in in certain time. Like today, we have some security, we have airbags. But do you think that in the race of data, where technological advancements were so fast in last ten years, uh, have we achieved that security? Like, have we achieved that speed and and we have reached that ergonomics? Or do you think we are far behind 
by years uh, in achieving the similar amount of trust in data that we are giving to companies today as a human being no i think you know see uh, when the, there's a concept in engineering we call them value sensitive designing vsd right and and from vsd uh, i think a lot of people probably know in the podcast will you know love to know that that uh, from 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 vsd you get something as one of the type of vsd uh, we call them privacy by design so privacy by design is nothing uh, it, it's not a new concept right uh, it came in 1993 from canada but then uh, essentially there's a bigger branch of engineering we call them value sensitive designing uh, where where the focus is that you try to create something you know let's say you're trying to create any value in the society whether in terms of technology or system or procedure or a setup uh, if the system setup or procedure expects uh, a certain sensitiveness to a human value uh, essentially what you're trying to do is is a value sensitive designing right now uh, privacy is a human value we all know that love is another value hate is another value you know uh, so is you know anger lust anguish you know jealousy everything is a human value and 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 if you really relate it with the with the, the relate the vsd principle with the car theory right you will realize that uh, the evolution of car itself took a long amount of time right and 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 security or the expectation of car security compliance or you know in in general you know whether all all kinds of compliance which you can think of automobile industry right whether it's pollution you know or emission norms or you can think of you know a brake brake safety or you know car you know maybe uh things related to pollution things related to overall car safety or the the car theft security i mean there there's so many kind of security involved in automobile industry they all came at right time when it was needed right? it did not it did not happen in you know, overnight right like rome was not built in one day this is this is the same scenario probably i will take another example and i will try to you know uh, converge both of them that when you uh, i'm sure you in your consulting journey in your in your privacy space when you meet with a lot of people and especially when india is coming with a privacy law now a uh, lot of people they try to compare you know uh, indian privacy model with the gdpr and that's the same thing which happened in qatar you know where you know qatar privacy law came you know you know bahrain where we work in you know, bahrain also came with the privacy law a couple of years back uh and and then saudi is also contemplating some moves in in privacy now a lot of people they try to they look up to gdpr as a model and they instantly try to compare it but what they really miss and that's where i try to bring the point which you which you just uh, uh, you know which you try to explore in the question that you have to understand that there is a time and there is no shortcut right europe has a history of privacy which is almost 7273 years old right Now, right from the 1948 universal declaration of human right and and then till the time when they when the ocr thing started and the convention 108 and then you know they had their directive and the gdpr if you look if you just do a sum total of all the time duration europe somehow knew about privacy for almost 70 years right so for them change was very subtle and and there was no element of surprise for a country like india for a country like for for a lot of geography you know in fact if you compare us you know, where they do have privacy in bits and corner and bits and spaces a lot of in a lot of documents but for them privacy is relatively a new concept right nobody th- i mean for, they, for them security is a known concept but privacy uh, they have expectation of privacy but uh, do they do they talk about institutional privacy do they talk about you know legislative privacy or do they try to talk about privacy which is really coming from a legislation the answer is you know gloomy uh, for me if you ask me the answer is no because uh, they had a very very fixated version of privacy so uh, no i mean the way i would like to conclude it that it will take some time it will not happen overnight uh, and the risk which i see there's also a risk you know which probably people like us you know in this profession should be aware of the risk attached to this entire thing is uh, 
who will outspeed who right so there's a there's a chance that uh, technology can uh, outspeed the legislation you know so one of the things which happened in gdpr gdpr is very neutral very tech neutral very time independent it does not talk about in technology right and the whole focus was that you know the gdpr will promote innovation it will not become a burden to compliance to startup and and all those things right but at some point of time uh, you know you if you if you do a simple math you will realize that most of the privacy law across the globe they talk about essentially those five six essential basic principles right they are hinged on they are based on the same set of principles now can technology innovation really outspeed the needs and 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 requirements of a law uh, i think yes definitely they can i mean tomorrow uh, who knows that you know the way we we think data or the way we define personal data or the way we think about metadata they, it can be changed uh, or it may be changed to an extent where most of the privacy law which exists today will not make any sense at all right i mean because if you look at any privacy law it it essentially <laughs> depends on the definition of a personal data right the moment if you as a consultant if you are able to undefine and quote unquote undefine uh, a data being a personal data right you can do whatever you want none of the law will really apply to you right and that's where these anonymized and pseudonymized and everything is being debated in different landscape so final line on the question yes uh, uh, i do see that there is there is a time requirement uh, that you know it will not happen overnight because uh, it's a it's a cultural change it's a it's a change in the mindset it is a change in in the way people perceive and think of a uh, privacy uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a right now you know for any developing country like india the, the biggest thing is people are in that phase where they are rapidly consuming technology right they are not rapidly uh, understanding the repercussions and the risk but yeah they are they are in the process where they are rapidly consuming technology now uh, as as a misnomer uh, uh, is technology consuming them uh, we don't know but yes they are in a place i mean look at look at any average village in india right uh, the, the 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 pace uh they have adopted to mobile phone you know i mean back in time you know i recently went to a place and i remember that you know back in time uh, in the same place uh, uh, i mean you you could easily you know identify people with their cell phone because somebody some some one gentleman or one lady in this entire universe will have a cell phone or probably have a pc right but now everyone has a you know smartphone everyone uh, most of them they have a computer right now uh, which is which is essentially a bigger risk because uh, Uh, that that drill down to one thing that okay will there be a parallel run a lot of people were expecting that there will be a parallel run between the needs of society and needs of technology since the needs of society and needs of technology they are no longer in sync i definitely think that you know at some point of time privacy and technology they will be derailed completely and and they will they will go in complete opposite unsync direction okay i think uh, that is that is a way that is that is something that is going to happen for sure uh, with the amount of data with the amount of electronic devices that are around us uh, i think there is no stopping to the technology consuming us now i think that is something that i will definitely write down and <laughs> use it for future references yeah i think you know and and i was i was uh, i i was talking to a uh, uh, dean of a college because you know we were running we were trying to create some uh, elementary kind of uh, i would not say privacy but uh, general digital awareness for 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 people because you know i have it was very funny that you know we did a study recently and we did did a study with a targeted close group uh, which included engineers and people who have you know some sort of computer education in their pro, you know curriculum and uh, despite of the fact that they have been taught about all those you know all those things in in college school the the the, the the muscle memory right or the adaptability or the use of that knowledge to their real life is absolutely shocking right on a scale of 
1 to 10, 1 being lowest, 10 being highest, uh, our score indicates that only 2.2 people you know, out of every 10 people, they really apply the things they have been taught or they have been educated on, 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 on cybersecurity, privacy, or, or so many things, right? So the, the biggest concern right now is that uh, how will people really, you know, really, uh, you know, I would say, balance their expectation from technology or need from the technology versus a standard, uh, quote unquote, you know, uh, you know, security or compliance posture. So I, I don't, I don't see definitely that way, that happening because you know we, we talked about, in the same survey we talked about a lot of things and one of the interesting thing was that. Uh, people thought of phone, you know, phone came in and people only talk about smartphone. But now, uh, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you can do a match and try to probably do a study, you know, global study where we just have to plot a numerator denominator relationship between that, okay, every day or let's say every minute, right, how many normal analog watches are being replaced by a digital, uh, this uh, smartwatch, right? You know, let's say, let's say you, me, and, you know, all of our friends, we have 100 people, right? And hundred people at some point in time, obviously, if they like watch, the high probability will be that you know, they're 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 wearing a watch, which is a standard standalone watch, right? But if you try to do a study within your own circle, you will realize that at least uh, you know out of those uh, 10, 15 friends you have, uh, I think five of them or six of them, including yourself, they have moved to a smartwatch like iWatch or anything, right? Uh, we're not. I'm not endorsing any brand. I'm not. I'm not picking up on a, any brand name. But I definitely see a risk there because. Uh, slowly and gradually, you are unnecessarily adding a lot of uh, com new components, which can which can potentially uh, you know potentially be a vector for your trust issues, right? And that's a big thing which is happening. Yep, I think uh, I think over going over all in terms of data, there is uh, no stopping to it, which again. Uh, is a repetition to the same thing. But I think uh, when you, when I think talking about a study where only 2.2 people are actually applying, I think this is this is actually true for me also. Uh, when I was in college and when I came out of college, I think whatever we were taught and what I know right now are two very different things. And this has happened with a lot of, uh, like rather than a lot of, I think all the engineers were there outside today. Uh, I think 9.5 out of 10 can confirm this, that uh, whatever was taught, and, and see, I think the only uh, two cents, you know, probably you know, is one of the that uh, I'm okay with the fact that there's a difference, right? I'm okay with the fact that, you know, there's a lag in implementation, right? What really bothers me and probably I think uh, from, from, from your own example and experiences, you can realize that there should not be a difference in, in what is being taught and what is being, you know, asked in society, right? Uh, the bigger problem is, so let's say, you know, you, you, let's say hypothetically, you know, you, you know, what is fishing by the time you, you graduated from your final year, right? You know, you knew about fishing and you knew about everything, right? And, and probably uh, you never thought, you know, because that's the, that's the underlying assumption with most of the societies operate that, okay, hey, uh, it, you know, it, it is happening with someone else, but it will never happen with me, right? That's the underlying theory, you know, which, which, which was very much exploited in Corona, right? You know, uh, you know, un until unless, you know, somebody in your circle got Corona, right? You were like, you know, completely arrogant and, you know, very bullish on the point that, okay, hey, you know what? I know Corona exists, so probably I I'm doubtful if it exists or it's a conspiracy, but, you know, it cannot happen to me, right? But when it happened to you, that's where the myth, you know, myth got demystified, right? Similarly with, you know, uh, there's a lot of these scientific concepts in, in our world, data protection and privacy world. Uh, we, we read about breach, you know, I mean, you, you'll be shocked how many times when we do a workshop for DPO and when we educate about, uh, you know, a breach, they say, yeah, yeah, these are like fancy things for big organization. It will never happen to us, right? And without realizing the fact that, you know, they have been compromised a number of times or they are being compromised as we speak right now. 
so that's that's the thing right that's the ignorance we live in right so to to your point you know if if i know about fishing in my college you know it's okay that you know i live in that image uh, in that in, in the utopia that okay hey, you know what it will never happen to me right but the biggest concern is have i been taught about fishing in the college because most of the curriculums that's another thing which is off the topic probably you knows for some other day but most of the curriculums you know which which is right now there in in, in any universities and college uh, they are outdated you know they are outdated right we're talking about you know we are, we are still talking about floppy drives right and the world has moved to you know ssd storage yep uh i think uh, moving on uh moving on to see uh, i have i have a few very important questions for you because people who are listening sure, to us sure. they have they have stake here who want to understand uh, do do you see uh, as a as a privacy uh, trust engineering entrepreneur do you see uh, a, a jobs a, a listing of jobs coming out in these markets in in north north africa middle east and indian markets in the next decade absolutely absolutely i think uh, uh in in past when i was resp- you know, really working closely with a couple of indian uh, you know government and semi government organizations you know i think uh, when the bill was being contemplated uh, i will take geography specific answer i will give you a geography specific answer there is no uh, generic answer but you know let me let me pick up for india for example so uh, one of one of uh, i would say one of my teams concern or my fellow fraternities concern for upcoming bill for for privacy in india was oh, sorry data protection bill was that uh, india as a country does not have that capacity to support uh, new legislation right and 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 uh, to to that point what we really wanted to say that hey you know what you will come up with a new law but do you have the right kind of people who are trained to a support the enforcement within your own you know within your own uh, judicial system or within your own government a structure or within your own regulatory regime do you have enough people who can who understands privacy or or who who have that bandwidth and they can they can talk about privacy or they can understand the privacy issues similarly does the corporate really have that kind of bandwidth do they have right kind of trained people and and to give you an example on a very laymanish uh, low scale example that uh, security in india is almost now about to be 20 year old okay so i'm talking about information security not cyber security information security is almost about 20 years or two decades you know two decades we have we have spent two decades in information security in india now if you go and if you want to if you want to really find a reliable resource you know whether you're talking about an information security consultant analyst or a cso or a security manager you know uh, at least my own experience would tell you that uh, uh, you will have a hard time to find a right deserving candidate uh with the with obviously with the, with the right sync of both pay and and the skill right uh, those who are really good they are very expensive right but uh, we all know that you know on an average industry will need one such professional you know information security professional wherever they are using uh, you know, it or you know uh, it related technology so right. it took almost two decade to come to that point where we don't have enough resources privacy is is, is really limiting factor we did a we did a study and you know we uh, the study indicated that you know india will need approximately 1.7 lakh professionals you know 1.7 lakh professionals uh, uh privacy professionals when the when the law will really come into picture that's right? huge to support yep. the, that's the, to support the first phase right i'm just saying to support the first phase because um, be mindful you know that in india 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 will have 
uh, linguistic issues with the privacy interpretation you know we will have other things so let's say even if even akash understands privacy he cannot go to you know a state x in india and start working because they will have their linguistic challenges right we all know that state based machinery in india they are heavily driven on on, on a particular language and they have dependency uh, in all those documents artifacts artifacts and everything you know they have a dependency in language right they have a dependency in creating awareness in a certain language and there's a push back to learn and unlearn right yeah uh, so india obviously needs a lot of professional uh, we are we are already seeing that that uh, you know that crunch in in uh, geography like qatar right now qatar came up with the law in 2016 you know at the same time ngdt was being debated so qatar came up with a privacy law which is which is uh, largely based on gdpr and then plus some appreciation for local cultural needs and local market needs but qatar uh, heavily relies on on privacy professional coming from europe and uh, places like india mm-hmm. uh, one law lockdown you know one lockdown has really uh, put a lot of debate that you know hey how how do we want to really uh, you know so resolve this privacy issue because right now in qatar uh, the qatar law is not uh, really enforced and mandated to every organization it's something which is which is right. being done as we speak right. but uh, Ricky, i definitely see that qatar qatar will need at least you know some good 500 dpos in coming yeah. time so the in other geographies yeah sure so yes. i moving on i i think uh, we are Uh, running on uh, schedule so so ricky i i have a very important question again this is also very important for people to know because uh, because people look at look at you as a role model right when when they when we look at privacy entrepreneurs out from outside right they always want to know what is your journey and and try to and my request would be to try to wrap it under 60 seconds as to how if one should make a career like you in data privacy uh, what are those five six steps quickly that that they can follow i think i will be very quick you know one obviously i spent a lot of time in corporate so i will i will definitely request anyone you know i mean especially anyone who wants to build any career or any anything in the regulatory compliance regime uh, you cannot afford to do all the mistakes yourself right uh, but by that that mean i don't say that you, know, you start doing a job and you know try to leech on a client's money but uh, definitely you should work under a big corporate or at least any corporate you know where you will you will work with mentors you will work with your know, gurus and people you know who have i i'm very thankful to a lot of bosses which i had you know uh, you know i you know i don't want to take names but you know i think every boss really gave me some sort of learning and then once you feel that okay you're ready you know you are expert in one area or you you, you are willing to spend rest of your life or at least a portion of your life in that domain then you should go and start start exploring that area and, and there are a lot of areas in compliance which which you can pick up but uh, unlike unlike product and unlike other industry definitely you cannot you know just leave your college or school and one fine day you can think of starting this you will definitely have to work under you know someone or some guideship or some you know some somewhere to understand compliance and regulatory regime it's it's different it's different than uh, you know opening opening a, a tea store or to opening you know create starting a new no no definitely i i totally else, yes. i totally agree with you <laughs> being in the same state <laughs> not not no, the similar no. thing to do yeah very very difficult and very different industry i think uh, i think now moving on to our rapid fire round so the rapid oh, sure. fire round is is where we do not give you an option uh, of thinking so whatever comes to your mind the first you have to speak it out yeah, yeah. so first question Why does your name start with Ricky on LinkedIn? Obviously. Well, that's an interest. 
Yeah, no. So I think you know. In fact, in fact, uh, one of the biggest thing which I'm facing right now, as you speak, you know, because I am just coming from airport right now. Uh, so my my MBA certificate, you know, also has the name which says Ricky Rakeshja, right? Obviously, because when I did my MBA, I did my MBA from a corporate, and you know, they gave the name by default, and it just came out with that <laughs> name, right? And and it stuck there. But yeah, why do call, people call me Ricky? It's an interesting story. So we, we were two friends. My there was a friend called Rikender. I come from army background, and you know, my dad used to get transferred every three years. So I was I did my schooling from KV, and there were two friends, Ricky and Rakesh. Uh, I mean, Rikender and Rakesh. They used to play good soccer for school. He left. You know, his dad got transferred, so he left the school. And and people were under impression that you know it's me who is Ricky. And it, it, I'm talking about you know standard sixth and seventh, right? So I like the name. and and you know i just kept it <laughs> okay moving on to our second question qatar or india which is your first country like prefer i'm loyal indian okay. i'm loyal indian <laughs> but for business for business qatar right and there's yeah. there's i mean absolutely there's nothing to hide nothing to the i mean it's it's a cost benefit analysis right if i spend 8 hours i get 80 rupees in qatar right if i spend 8 hours probably i'll get 5 rupees here right Uh, at least in the privacy space so as long as i'm getting paid as a businessman qatar moving on to the next question do you think data breach is unavoidable or is it avoidable uh well this is uh, i mean definitely this can this can be a subjective question but uh to answer you in a rapid fire way uh, it is uh, it is not uh, unavoidable okay okay so it will it data breach will always always happen right it is is bound to happen and uh, interestingly you know i think probably you know if one of the areas which the listeners can probably explore is that uh, the the context of data breach really uh, really uh, gets covered or really gets impacted by the definition of breach right uh, there are interesting pieces available or there's a copious amount of information available on the website when you read about breach you will realize that the data breach itself has transformed uh, to its current state in in last 50 years there were there have been like almost 500 plus definition of breach over the history so if you talk about a breach today and if you use a definition which was used in 1950 the situation may not qualify as a breach right so what i want to say that okay over a period of time the definition of breach will change and and you know breach will always stay right uh thank you for for that answer and uh, moving on then Uh, to know more about trust engineering and data privacy laws in the middle east reach out to ricky ricky rakesh cha over linkedin in our next episode sure. we have a special guest for you so stay tuned to know more about technology that runs data privacy at the red privacy cast just type privacy cast on any platform you use and you will find us over to you ricky for a short thank you note no thank you akash thank you I really appreciate it you know and and uh, i don't know how much i did justice to your questions or or how, if if it was any value to our listener but i definitely want uh, all of you and encourage all of you to read about privacy uh, one thing i can i can promise you uh, especially for the young people that privacy is going to be a massive thing in coming time it it promises you a fancy career a career it ha- it has a lot of interesting domain and uh, it is it is for everyone whether you are you are, you are an auditor you are an engineer or you are a management guru uh, you know you will find your way uh, to privacy jobs in no matter what discipline you come from you know if you have something to offer for a lawyer we have something to offer to a, a you know mba guy we have also something to offer to a lawyer or or, or a, a, you know a, a engineering graduate it's a we package. do have something to yeah it's a package it's a package you know more recently we hired people from biotechnology background so anyone you know if you if you are able to uh, stitch a story with privacy and whatever you work 
uh, you can reach out to me or akash you know we would love to help you on that perfect reach out to me first by the way guys uh yes yes always <laughs> <laughs> no, no, i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah so i will thank you ricky for uh, for the for coming on the show and uh, we have had a great time hosting you